0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins, minister with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ here in Omaha, Nebraska, and we welcome you to Search the Scriptures. We appreciate you tuning in to Search the Scriptures. We hope that you are doing so every day at this time. And we hope that you are being motivated, at least greatly, because you are realizing that you're actually learning the Bible on this radio program. We strive to do exactly as the name Search the Scriptures suggests, We get into God's word, we dig beneath the surface, look at it in depth and in detail, and yet we strive to explain it in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your personal life. We want you to do more, though, than just listen to a radio program. We'd love to send you a free Bible study through the regular mail. We send it all over this area and across the country, literally. And when we say free, we mean exactly that. We'll even pay the postage both ways. Why don't you have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper ready? We'll give you all of the information how you can receive that free Bible study at the end of the program today. We'd also love to have you come and worship with us and study and grow spiritually with us in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. If you want to find a church that teaches the Bible, we want to encourage you to come and worship and study with us. Now, you're not going to find a band. You're not going to find a theatrical production. You're going to find a church that simply strives to be that church that we all read about in the Bible. Nothing more, nothing less. So have that pencil or pen and piece of paper ready. We'll give you the times of our services and the address of our church building at the end of the program today. We hope to see you soon. It is good to be here today with our listening audience. And also with Dwayne Kennedy.
1: Thank you, Gary. It's good to be here with you and our listening audience and with
0: Dennis Stackhouse. Yes, it is. Good to see you, Dennis, always.
1: Well, thank you.
2: As always, it's my pleasure to be here with you, Gary, and to have Dwayne with us again today. And once again, we're so glad that we have people listening to this program hopefully gaining from what we do together in a study of God's Word.
0: Amen to that. And we do want to remind our listeners that they can always receive a copy of this program or any of the programs and search the Scriptures on CD for absolutely free. Right, Dwayne? That's right. No charge whatsoever. In fact, we even pay the postage. All you have to do is contact us and ask ask for that program. Be sure to let us know what day it was, and we will be glad to send you a copy on CD, absolutely free. We pay the postage, don't want you to send us anything. Again, we'll give you all of that information at the end of the program today. Now, fellas, we have been studying and we have really gotten into a lot of depth talking about Christ and our relationship with Christ. Now, we've made the point that this is a time when a lot of people are thinking about their relationship with God and their relationship with their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, there can be all kinds of factors that can motivate somebody to stop and refocus on their spiritual lives. And whatever those factors might be, I'm just thankful that they stop and refocus in their spiritual lives.
2: That's really the important point, Gary. Whatever it is that motivates any one of us to be more concerned about our standing before God to make sure that we're in a proper relationship with him, it can be seen as a positive thing.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, some people might think, well, I don't want to act like a hypocrite. I've been, you know, a worldly rascal all of my life, and I don't want to now all of a sudden because whatever the case might be, it might be relationship problem, might have lost a job, might be the economy generally, might be, you know, you got sick. You're, you you broke a leg or something, whatever it might be, or maybe your child got sick, or whatever it is. And there are all kinds of factors. But now, this is a time when people are starting to look back at their relationship with God, their spiritual lives. And whatever that might be, don't ever think that, well, I was so bad for so long that there's no good for me to come to God now, or to think about turning to Christ as my Savior. No, that's the devil talking. He's just moving your lips. Jesus came to save sinners. That's to right. seek
1: and to save that which was lost. That's right. Um, not those of us who are are perfect and have it all together. There aren't any of us like that.
0: Every one of us needs our Lord and Savior. Every one of us. Now, because there are people now who are thinking about the relationship with God, and again, for whatever reason, but but... You know, we know this is, this is a time when people are thinking along those lines. It's a good time for us to study about Christ,
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: to study about what that relationship should be. Now, we've emphasized his identity as God the Son, God on earth, our Savior, our Lord. We have been talking about over the last few programs the difference between just knowing about Christ and actually knowing Christ. We've read different texts of Scripture wherein the Apostle Paul talks about knowing Christ and growing spiritually in Him. Now, we read some really politically incorrect, incorrect Scriptures last week, didn't we, Dennis? Or last program, rather, about written by the Apostle John about how he equated knowing Christ Christ with living by His teachings,
2: keeping His commandments, and uh, in fact, Gary, he went to the point and he said, "If we're not keeping those commandments, and we still claim
0: to know Christ, we're liars." He really said that liars. He really That's said he it. Said L I A R S. That's the way it's spelled. Yes, liars, bib tellers. That's right. Yeah. I don't think it's just fib tellers. Either. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's just pure blood, you know, purebred liars or whatever. Yeah. Just, and that's exactly right. Of course, I'm being facetious on this, but you see, that's where so many people are in our society today. They want a, a comfortable Christianity, something that allows them to continue to live the lifestyle that they want to live. And that might be a terribly worldly, sinful, even wicked lifestyle, but they want to have this, this neat feeling in their heart whenever it's convenient for them to pull up that feeling and say, Oh yeah, but I love Christ. I love the Lord. Oh yeah. I have so much faith in God. Hmm. Well, now for a lot of those people, that's just a bunch of baloney. Yes. Just a bunch of baloney. There's a difference in knowing about Christ and knowing Christ. And as we read those passages in 1 John and 2 John last week, and also passages from the mouth of our Lord himself in the gospel account according to John, back in chapter 8 and chapter 14, you cannot know Christ without knowing his teachings and living faithfully by those teachings
2: that's right that's the only way that the scripture lays out for us to walk in a way that's
1: pleasing to god
0: that's correct
1: both are needed we need to walk as jesus walked we need to obey his word
0: let's look at some examples of what we're talking about let's start with acts chapter 24 And, Dwayne, how about reading verses 22 through 25? But when
1: Felix heard these things, having more accurate knowledge of the way, he adjourned the proceedings and said, When Lysias, the commander, comes down, I will make a decision on your case. So he commanded the centurion to keep Paul and to let him have liberty and told him not to forbid any of his friends to provide for Or visit him. And after some days, when Felix came with his wife wife Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. Now, as he reasoned about righteousness, self control, and judgment to come, Felix was afraid and answered, Go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I will call for you.
0: Felix came to know about Christ, didn't he? Yes, he did. I think the text is clear there, doesn't it, or isn't mm-hmm. it? Yes. In, in fact, what does it say in verse twenty-two? Felix heard these things, having more excellent knowledge of the way. What was the way he was that was being talked about there, Dennis?
2: He was talking about Christianity.
0: Christianity, yes. Felix already had some knowledge about Christianity before Paul was ever put under his custody, Mm -hmm. Felix being a Roman governor here. Now, he gives Paul certain extra liberties or freedoms or latitude, even though he's a prisoner, in verse 23. And then in verses 24 and 25... He has, uh, it it looks like he has something of a a private audience with Paul. Yes. And I think if we went on and and, uh, read, you know, the rest of the chapter, we'd probably get the impression that he probably had a number of private audiences with Paul. Mm -hmm. And in verse 25, as Paul was obviously preaching Christ, now notice at the end of verse 24, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. And as he reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and judgment to come, Felix was afraid. Now, do I remember the King James Version uh, correctly putting there, trembled? He trembled? I Good believe word. that's correct, that, that he, it, it had such an effect on him that he trembled. But anyway, the, uh, that, that's the general sense here, that he was afraid. It shook him up, in other words. But now, what was his response there?
2: I'm afraid it's a response of way too many in our society today, Gary. He said, when I have a convenient time, I'll call for you.
0: Yeah, go away. Yeah. I, 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 and, and probably with, a, with him, to some extent at least, and probably with a lot of people, who, which you alluded to a moment ago, the idea is I, I don't want to hear this anymore right now. Yes. And somehow, if I don't hear it anymore, I'll, I'll be okay, maybe. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and so he came to know about Christ. No question about it. But he did not come to know Christ, did he?
1: No, he did not.
2: Not that we have record of, at least.
0: Nothing there in the scripture record and, and nothing that we know of, you're right, mm-hmm. that, that he ever came to know Christ, that he ever came to become a Christian, knew about Christ, but did not come to know Christ. And apparently his opportunity
1: had passed.
0: And you know, as you said, Dennis, that is the exact response of a whole lot of people not just today, but in every generation.
2: Throughout time.
0: Lots and lots and lots of people come to know about Christ, but they don't come to know Christ. I remember having a study with some men many years ago. I think there were three men in the, in the study with me. And uh, I was trying to teach them about the gospel of Christ. And I, I still remember as we came to the end of the study or at least toward the end of the study one fella he he really squirmed in his chair and he was really and we I think we could liken him to the response of Felix here it was working on him but he pushed it away as Felix did hmm. he he would not obey and then there was another man I believe sitting next to him who said something along the line, well, if you were going to, I was going to. But neither one of them did. Mm -hmm. Now, they all came to know about Christ, but they never came to know Christ at that particular point in time. Many years later, the one who spoke up and said, well, if you had, I was going to, he became a Christian later. Mm -hmm. Now, many years later, he came to know Christ. He obeyed the gospel. but not until he obeyed the gospel did he come to know Christ. That's
1: right. Till
0: that point, he only knew about him. And that's where Felix was in Acts chapter 24. Dennis, how about reading another example? In Acts chapter uh, 26, and and let's go over there, and uh, here we have Agrippa. Now, uh, King Agrippa, and he was Jewish. And Paul presents the gospel to him in in somewhat of a lengthy form. And uh, when we come down to verse, oh, 24, we could could begin, I guess, and uh, go down through verse 28.
2: Okay. Now, as he thus made his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are beside yourself. Much learning is driving you mad. But he said, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak the words of truth and reason. For the king, before whom I also speak freely, knows these things. For I am convinced that none of these things escapes his attention, since this thing was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you do believe. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you almost persuade me to become a Christian.
0: Now, this is another defense that Paul is making, this time before a new governor, Festus, and King Agrippa, and there's probably an entourage there as well. And when he has gotten to the point in verse 23 where he's talked about Christ arising from the dead, Festus speaks up. And of course, Festus is neither Christian nor Jewish. He is... uh, Heathen, right? I right. mean, from you know, not not saying that in a in a mean way, but he is heathen in the extent he doesn't even believe in God. He's an idol worshiper, okay? Mm-hmm. And so Festus speaks up and he says, "You're crazy, Paul. <laughs> you, you've read too many books. Your much education has made you mad. You're nuts talking." And, and the implication is talking about somebody coming back from the dead. Mm-hmm. Well, then Paul is not taken aback by this. He responds, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak the words of truth and reason. These are reasonable things that I'm teaching here. And then he, he turns to uh, to uh, his attention to Agrippa, at least in part at this point, and he says, for the king before whom I also speak freely knows these things. So he's indicating that Agrippa had knowledge about Christ. That's right. That's right. And then he turns, now he turns totally to Agrippa. And can you see him turn? (laughs) And can you see him lock eyes with Agrippa? And he asks, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? Now, I think we can probably read in between the end of that question and the beginning of Paul's next statement what we commonly call the pregnant pause. He probably stops there and lets a few moments of time pass, and the indication seems to be Agrippa does not respond, and then Paul responds for him and says, I know that you do believe. And, of course, the prophets... What he's alluding to here is the prophets who prophesied of Christ. That's right. Mm -hmm. And then what's Agrippa's response, Dennis?
2: Uh, Again, a classic, I think. Uh, He said, you almost persuade me to become a Christian.
0: Almost. Almost. No indication that Agrippa ever became a Christian, does it? There he is there.
2: Well, again, nothing that we have in Scripture.
0: Nothing we have in Scripture, no indication he ever became altogether persuaded. Paul goes on and says, I you know, I wish not only you but everybody here would become not only almost, but altogether persuaded, altogether as I am, except for these chains. Mm-hmm. He wanted them all to become Christians. But Agrippa, almost, almost, but but he pushed it away. And isn't that where a lot of people are today? Push it away. Pass it
1: off as not important.
0: Or at least they'll, they'll deceive themselves. And I believe that's the proper term to use. They'll deceive themselves by telling themselves, as well as telling whoever is before them, I'm going to get my life straightened out one day. Right. Well, one day they will get themselves straightened out. They'll be straightened out in a casket. And there'll be a whole lot of people walking by them and seeing them straightened out in that condition. But that's not what they're talking about, is it? But for so many people, that's the straightening out that finally results. They never get their lives straightened out spiritually.
2: And at that point, it's too late. That's
1: correct. That's right. They'll go to their graves knowing about Jesus and the salvation, but not knowing him and having salvation.
0: Right. Knowing about Christ, but not knowing Christ. And we sing that song, don't we? Almost persuaded. Almost. And what's the last part of that song? Almost, but lost. And so many people will end up eternally lost because they were only almost persuaded. They knew about Christ, but they never came to know Christ because they never became altogether persuaded to obey. How many people and how awful will it be to stand at judgment knowing, knowing, I knew I knew the truth. What did I wait for? What did I put it off for? How stupid I was. But as you said, Dennis, a moment ago, too late then.
2: Too late. And uh, I'm reminded of what you said earlier in the program today, Gary, about someone who may see themselves as beyond hope, uh, a real sinner, A hypocrite, whatever it might be. You know, you can be a hypocrite and eventually spend your eternity in hell, or you can come into a saved relationship in Christ, really know Christ, and eventually spend an eternity in heaven. With Him. With
0: Him. Knowing Christ. Dwayne, how about reading. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And then, Dennis, after that, I'd like for you to read Acts chapter 22 and verse 16. Now, what does it say there in 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 2, Dwayne? De- uh,
1: for he says, in an acceptable time, I have heard you. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation.
0: Now is the day of salvation. The immediacy of the moment. Not even today. He doesn't even say today is the day of salvation. He says now, now is the day of salvation. Now Again, how many people are walking around out there, perhaps many who are listening to this program today, who know about Jesus but have not yet made up their minds to come to really know Jesus? How many? Paul says, hey, now, now's what you've got right now, this moment. You need to come to Christ. And we invite you to do that. Absolutely.
1: That's what we're on the program for.
0: Mm -hmm. Paul was in his own, was in that very position at one point, wasn't he, Dennis?
1: Well, he was, Gary.
2: And the, the passage we want to read in Acts chapter 22, specifically verse 16 Paul was actually recounting his own conversion at that point. And the individual involved in teaching Paul was a man named Ananias. And his words are recorded for us in verse 16 where we see, And now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord.
0: Paul was at that crossroads. He was at that point in time When he had to make up his mind. That's right. He had come to know about Christ. Mm -hmm. Well, now he needed to come to know Christ. That's right. And Ananias said, what are you waiting for? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins. That's how you come into Christ. Paul would write later in Romans chapter 6 and verse 3 in Galatians 3 and verse 27 that we are baptized into Christ. Ananias was saying, hey, you need to come into Christ. That's right. You need to come into Christ. You need to know Christ. Now, Paul made a completely different decision than did either Felix or Agrippa. Right, Dwayne? Yes, he did.
1: He did not wait. He did not put it off. He did the
0: thing that he needed to do to know Christ. And then, thankfully, he was able to write all of those inspired scriptures inspired by God that we can read and study today and learn from and make the proper personal applications to our own lives because when he was confronted with the choice and when he was confronted with the point in time when he needed to make that choice he obeyed God he obeyed Christ he was baptized into him for the remission of his sins. He became a Christian. That's the difference between just knowing about Christ and knowing Christ. If you'd like to study these matters more fully, right from the Bible, in the privacy of your own home, then contact us and request that free Bible study that we talked about earlier. You can receive it simply by writing to us at Sunnyslope Church of Christ. 3606 North 108th Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68164. Sunny Slope, Church of Christ, 3606 North 108th Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68164. You can phone us at 402-498-8397, 402-498-8397. You can email us at Sunny Slope. All one word, S U N N Y S L O P E, at Church of Christ, again, all one word, Sunny Slope at Church of Christ dot com. You can visit us in the web at www.churchofchrist.com, dot dot com. dot dot com. Click in the email link and you can make your request that way. And again, this study is absolutely free. We'll even pay the postage both ways. You can also receive a copy of today's lesson on CD, also for free, and again, we'll pay the postage. Now, we'd love to have you do more, though, than just listen to this program and even to receive that Bible study. We'd love to have you come and worship and study and grow spiritually with us in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. We'd love to meet you and get, let you get to meet us And observe a church that is simply trying to be the church of the Bible. Nothing more, nothing less. A church where you can really come and learn God's Word. Bible classes begin every Sunday morning at 9.30. Classes for virtually all ages, and all ages really do study the Bible. Followed by worship at 10.30 each Sunday morning. Sunday evening worship begins at 6 o'clock each Sunday evening. And right in the middle of the week, a good time to stop and get your spiritual batteries recharged in the midst of all the busyness of what we do every week, midweek Bible classes every Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock. You're always welcome to any and all of our regular services. We hope to see you soon. Until then, read your Bible and may God guide you and bless you as you study His Word.